young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Good morning and War Eagle War Report family. Your man Ike Jones here. It's morning drop time Tuesday, January 17th. We're here talking playmakers for Auburn football coming up. Who are going to be the guys when it's crunch time? Y'all know how we do morning drop style. Let's drop it on them. Yes, indeed. The morning drop right here. Your man, Ike Jones. Also in here, my man, Mike G. It's Tuesday. Yeah, man. Tuesday is time to get at it, man. We're talking playmakers for Auburn football. Who are going to be the guys? It's third and whatever. And you need a first down to keep the game going. It's First and goal, and you got to get the score. It's a defensive play. Whoever it is, who are going to be the guys that we see this year in the fall that you're like, yeah, that guy right there, he's the go-to. He's the one that's going to get make the play. He's the one that's going to make the stop. You know what? So Auburn, surprisingly, had big play capability last year. Mm-hmm. We saw it happen. We saw it happen with Robbie Ashford, at quarterback. His downfield completion percentage was astoundingly good. Okay. You know, for the season. So when he was throwing the deep ball, particularly against, you know, my best example would be against LSU on the run. When plays would break down, he he was finding Jarquez down the field. We saw big play touchdown passes to Camden Brown and Javarius Johnson. You know, the receiver room has been underrated for a while. Now, yeah. in the run game as well, too, they, they had big play capability the whole time. They had Tank and Jarquez back there. So we found out at the end of the season, Ike, that our offensive line was not, as terrible as everybody painted them out to be. And big play capability was something that they that they had right now. In Hugh Freeze's offense, I expect to see more of that. Okay. But uh, because it felt like a lot of the big plays came when things were off script. And I would like to see more on script big plays. Right. Got, yeah, for sure. Right. Some schemed big plays down the, the scheme where they just fooling guys and there are coverage busts. And, you know, the, the quarterback sees the coverage bus and says, oh, that guy's wide open. I'm hitting him. They're like, if you watch the national championship game, right, there was a huge coverage bust uh, that TCU had where mm-hmm. they both took they, they both took the underneath guy and uh, the outside receiver just ran a straight go route. Yeah. And Stetson was like, this is too easy. Yeah. Right. So schemed big plays is, is, is definitely possible. It's what I want to see. In 2023, you know, and I think that Hugh Freeze's offense has a chance to produce that. So are there any people in in particular who you're saying, man, this is this is going to be a go to receiver? Are we going to be getting it on the ground with Jarquez Hunter? Are we going to turn around and hand it off when it's we need a big play and uh, Hunter's going to take off? Maybe Damari Austin. Is there any offensive threat that you say to yourself, this guy's going to have a big season? Teams are going to have to scheme to stop him. I think I think all eyes are going to be on Camden Brown in, in, in the passing game. Mm. 
I mean, he is, he's got decent speed. He's a big body receiver. He's, uh, he's jacked beyond belief. I mean, he's a strong guy that can go up and get it. He can high point a football. Um, I think it's going to be Camden Brown right now. Listen, when we talk about receivers, you can't talk about how well a receiver is going to do without talking about whether the quarterback can get him the ball. So, For sure. you know, again, we have work to do in that area. Holden and Robbie are going to have to be more accurate, right, in terms of getting guys like Camden Brown the ball. Now, I, uh, uh, there was a lot to be left to be desired in terms of completion percentage last year. That can't, I mean, that can't be understated. So they can't do what they did last year. Now, we know there are reasons for that. Quarterback played with a sprained AC joint in his throwing shoulder. We found out after the season, the entire season, since Missouri, right? So maybe that has something to do with his accuracy. But this spring, uh, we're going to be looking for some of those big plays, even in the spring game, where a guy gets loose down the field. So I think it's Camden Brown. In the run game, um, again, th- these are obvious names here. So I'm not, I mean, this is not a revelation to anybody, but I am looking at Jarquez Hunter. I think that he's got he's a great pass catcher. He's a great pass catcher. Uh, you know, and his yard per av- uh his uh yard per carry last season was insane. Mm-hmm. Near the end of the season, I was I, you know, at times during the, you know, on that four game stretch, he was putting up the same amount of yards Tank was on like eight less carries. Right. Right? You know, he's got I think he's I think he has the longest run in Auburn history. Right versus yeah, Alabama does. State, yeah. yeah I mean, so I, I don't think anybody should be doubting whether there's big play capability in the run game as long as they can block for him. Now we went out and we got hella linemen, right? Right. There are so many linemen they went out and got. Uh, so uh, you know w- whether that unit can gel and play, you know, I mean, marginally better than last year's unit. Jarquez Hunter should eat, and we should see a lot, a lot of big plays in the run game. Now we heard. Um... From our guy, Coy Moore, I don't know if you're going to get an opportunity to run him back again this offseason. Yeah. Last offseason, he came onto our show very famously now at this point in time. Infamously. And, and, and made a few statements. <laughs> I'm is. not going to focus on the one that got most of the buzz. I want to focus on the one that I think was a very bold statement. I don't... I, Contrary to what the narratives are out there, I don't think the one that he got the most hype on was the boldest statement that he Okay, made. all right. To me, the boldest, because I I want you to think you're the best, right? So I have no problem with that statement. The boldest statement that he made is we could have two 1,000-yard pass catchers for Auburn football next season. Now, that didn't come close to being true. And, of course, that doesn't speak to the talent in the room. I think that that spoke to the dysfunction that happened with our offense and our inability to, to throw the ball consistently. And we just pretty much abandoned throwing the ball the last few yeah, games. They, did, they had no shot. It was yeah. it was not about him or uh any of those guys. I mean, yeah. they there there were no opportunities. There were not enough opportunities for, for one one thousand yard receiver, <laughs> let right. alone two. You know, and I think that maybe in his mind they thought that they were, they were gonna throw the ball more. Yeah. Right. And it just didn't work out that way. Now and then when we did throw the ball, it was on obvious passing downs where like, you know, people were defending obvious pass plays and it just didn't work out that way. So again, in Hugh Freeze's offense, I expect there to be more uh, uh, variety and I expect them to mix things up and and maybe those opportunities will be there. So my question is, was Coy one year removed from being prophetic? Will we see a 1,000 yard pass catcher for Auburn football this season? And if so, Who's the likely candidate for that to be? Uh, okay, so 
I love this question. Uh, Hugh Freeze, during his coaching tenure as a head coach, uh, his leading receiver has averaged about 864 yards receiving, his leading receiver. So that's dangerously close to 1,000 yards. Right. Right. So if you get a bowl game and you get an extra game, you get an SEC championship game, 1,000 yards is definitely, I think, in the cards. Now, who that guy, who's that guy, right? I'm going to throw something out there, and everybody's going to get on Twitter and blast me for saying this. Hey, listen, it happens every day. I think the guy could be Jay Fair. Hey, Jay Fair is our guy, man. Listen, I'm trying to tell you, I'm a big Jay Fair fan. I think the guy can be Jay Fair. Now, let me me explain why, right? Um, You know, big play, we just got through talking about big play receivers. And when you think big plays in the passing game, everybody thinks long passes down the field, Mm -hmm. right? But in flashes, in, in, in limited time last year, we saw him catch a lot of passes underneath, make a move, make a guy miss, get up the field for 12 yards, right? Um, 12, 15 yards. And uh, he just missed, a, you know, getting in the end zone for a touchdown in one game. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that if him and whoever is the quarterback, you know, we're assuming it's going to be Robbie because we haven't brought a guy in and the guy behind Robbie has no exp- no in-game experience. So we're giving Robbie the edge for now, right? Unless something develops during the spring and Holden just has a completely blowout spring. But the underneath game, right? Uh, and this is something that Robbie has to work on, essentially on the short to intermediate passes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't accurate on those passes. And I don't think that's debatable, right? right. If he improves on those passes, guys like Jay Fair are going to eat. I'm telling you, they're going to eat. And he was able to find him a few times last season. Uh, you know, having that go-to dump-off receiver, you know, and I'm going to use some pro examples, like examples like your Wes Welker types, mm. Um who was the guy that played with uh, Tom Brady all those years? Uh, I mean, besides Wilker, you're talking about somebody Yeah, else. yeah, there was another guy in the Super Bowl. He made the catch. He made the catch where he just barely took it off the, the turf. I don't know why I always forget his name. Chat, chat help me out. Yeah, I'm about <laughs> help to say, me out I, here. I, I, know, I know what play you're talking about. Yeah, right. I, and, and so um, Edelman, Julian Edelman. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, like he, he gives me those kind of vibes. Right. It gives me those kind of vibes where, you know, he can, you know, just go over the middle, make a catch and get up the field. And you catch five, six, seven passes like that in a game. And you've got a hundred yard game. So I think that Jay Fair might be something, someone that people are sleeping on. Uh, he works hard. He's smart. He does everything that's asked of him on and off the field. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as I'm, I know, he's killing it on the field and in the classroom. Yeah, he, he is your pro. He is your ideal student athlete and i think that he has a chance in hugh freeze's offense to be that 864 to thousand yard receiver now after him obviously camden brown you know coy moore i think those guys have a chance to do something special in this offense as well too but keep an eye on jay fair this this spring because he might be the one that sneaks up on he might be the name that nobody's talking about that sneaks up and has a good season in in hugh freeze's offense yeah, I'm not mad at that take at all. I think there's an opportunity for him. I will say that I'm looking forward to seeing what the productivity is going to be from one Landon King. I Ooh. think Landon King is super hungry this season, mm-hmm. and he is out to prove uh, that he is a big play guy. He's already a big play target, but I think he wants to go out there and really show what he's got this year. 
Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Landon King's going to do. I don't know if he's going to be a thousand yard receiver, but I am looking for him to be a big, big target this season, along with newcomer Fairweather. Okay, because I I saw that 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 kid can move for a big guy. So well, uh, well we know tight ends eat in Hugh Freeze's offense. Yeah, tight ends eat. So um, is is he an early enrollee? Do we know? Um. Who, who Fairweather? Yeah, like is he I mean, going he to transfer in? Ball? So I'm assuming he's going to be here for the spring. Most yeah. transfers, if he transferred that early and already assigned, I'm assuming he. I, I didn't check the move in, uh, folks, but I, I think he was one of them that came on in early. So uh, looking forward to seeing what he does this spring. I am very anxiously awaiting what this spring. Once the the practices start and all that, we've said that many times. The, the spring battles are something I'm very much looking forward to seeing who emerges at the top of the the pack uh, from all of these guys that we've got coming in here. Let's get to the chat and see what the green name game has got going on. Let's see what we got here. Uh, we're going to start with Cleveland Brown, who says, I got to say it will be Rivaldo or Mardner as our big play red zone. Oh, so he's, he's calling the new guy already. Yeah. Two, no, no. Both new guys. Listen, Rivaldo and Mardner, he's saying I, these, those two guys are going to be the ones down in the red zone. Yeah. Listen, I, I'm not ready to call the new guys until until after spring. Okay. Right. I've got to see the new guys in spring before I call. Now I like Rivaldo. I do, man. I, I think he's got all the measurables. But let's see it. Let's see it, you know, during spring practice. I'm gonna be attending a lot of the, the practices and watching these guys and what they're doing. Uh so we'll be bringing you guys some footage from that, some live footage from that. Uh this spring myself and, and B Will will probably be out there just kind of chopping it up and seeing what they're doing. But Oh man, that's a bold. This is a bold take right here for me right now. Okay, this is a bold take. I'm here for the bold take, Cleveland. I'm here for it. Corey Weber jumps in and says, "Morning, fam. In a meeting, but I have you guys playing in the background. Corey has his priorities where they need to be. Clearly, I like it. If you can't watch it live, you can listen live, and you can go back and rewatch it later if you want to. So we appreciate you, Corey. Yeah, y'all, y'all going a little too hard on my candle game in this chat here. I'm telling y'all, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, once so somebody's gonna buy a candle and be like, "Oh, you know, Mike, Mike was right. <laughs> Mike was right about the candles. It's so soothing." Hey, go go find go get a candle yourself, and then you can come back and report to us and, and tell us if Mike G had the right uh, idea. Here. Hey, listen, you might need some of these soothing candles to watch Auburn basketball the rest of the season. Yeah, because uh, wow, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Uh, Auburn dad jumps back in, says wide receiver formation with Mardner King, Fairweather tight end, and Brown in the slot. Okay, Camden Brown in the slot. That's interesting. That is interesting having Cameron Brown in the slot. I mean, listen, I don't really care where they line up. It's really about what route they run. Yeah, who's on uh, the it's outside? It's not really a shift. But, but listen, if it's a um, if it's the, the the red zone, it doesn't really matter. You just got to get into the end zone. So I'm okay. I'm with the big body receivers down in the red zone. I probably would have put King in the slot in that formation um, and put push uh, Brown to the outside. But hey, I ain't mad at it. Um. Next up, we have here Chris Sanders, who says, looking for J.J. to get down the field, referring to Javarius mm, Johnson. Yeah. He definitely was 
the deep threat last year for Auburn. He was. Uh, and, and uh, you know, looking to have another big season possibly this year. Javarius is out there. Senior year for him. So looking to see what he's going to do for this offense this year. What are you I, thinking about, JJ? It was, uh, it was a little disrespectful for us to not mention him in the big play conversation. Seeing his, listen, seeing how he definitely how was the leading. Yeah, he was the big play guy last year. So yeah, for sure. I'm expecting him to continue that. I was more referring it to like who's going to step up as well. So like, yes, JJ definitely down the field was a threat. Chris Sanders says 11 personnel. I got Brown, JJ, and maybe Coy Moore as the starters mm. there. So J- Javarius in the slot, Brown and Coy on the outside uh, would be your three receiver set in 11 personnel. Okay. Okay, yeah. Who's, who's your tight end, Chris? I'll come back and look for that. Who do you think is going to yeah, start a tight end? I don't know, man. Y'all better stop sleeping on Jay Fair. Wait, this, is, this is this is Hugh Freeze's offense, so I would be I'd be going to be interested to see if they go with some four receiver sets. Um, yeah, I mean, so when I looked at the tape on him, he uh, he definitely goes to three receivers most often, and they go to four receiver occasionally. Now, conversely, you saw more four receiver sets in. Um, the Philip Montgomery offense than Hugh Freeze's offense. Hugh Freeze likes to run out of 11 personnel. Philip Montgomery will go to a four wide set a little bit more often. So it will be interesting to see as they come and put this playbook together, who whose influence is more heavy on the personnel groupings that you're going to see most often. Yep. Uh, Matt Reeves jumps in and says, I think the coaches will help Robbie with play calling, which will help increase the completion percentage and lower the interceptions. Right. Yeah. Like, listen, man, there was so much that was just done when the play. I mean, plays were breaking down in the passing game a a lot. And so this is going to be a new look offensive line if they improve pass blocking. um, And it really if he gets a chance to go through his reads. um. You know, I think that that's possible. You know, me personally, I think the low completion percentage had to do with accuracy on short passes, right? And make trying to make those passes with a hurt shoulder. Now, I can't stress this enough, and I'm going to say this out loud so that people hear me when we talk about playing with a hurt shoulder. There were nights that he went to bed in so much pain um, that he couldn't sleep. And then yep, would get as up much in one of the post games and then would get up and go play a whole ass football game right after. That's incredible. Right. And, you know, the toughness that it takes to be able to do that. And as somebody who has had shoulder issues and I can tell you and has been in pain that keeps you up uh, at night, I can't. I, I that's the toughness most people don't have. Right. So. You know, uh, when he's fully healthy, I'm just looking forward to seeing what he can do when he's fully healthy. And for what we know, he's over 90 percent right now and should be ready for the spring. So this will be unless another injury pops up, this will be a no excuse spring for Robbie Ashford. Right. For sure. Go out there, make the throw, step up. You've got to make the leap from year one to year two. You have to. That's what we have. That's what we have to see. Otherwise, it's going to be next man up. Yep. Right. So. You know, I agree with this. Uh, I agree with this comment from Matt here. Uh, I just think, you know, uh, context is is important when talking about why his completion percentage was low last year or what contributed to it. Auburn Dad for Life jumps in. I want a 1K receiver and a 1K running back this year. <laughs> yeah. That balance. Yeah. Listen, I remember the days when it was a given that Auburn was going to have a thousand yard back. <laughs> It definitely has not been that case. It's been a given. Mm-mm. I mean, but listen, a, a lot of that is a, a, you can attribute to 
We just haven't had the blocking up front that has allowed for a guy to get loose like he needs to. And again, we saw at the end of last year that it might not have been the guys. It might have been the commitment to the run and how we were calling the plays for him. Because it's amazing to me that we had two guys in multiple games in uh, at the end of the season that went over 100 yards. Right. If you extrapolate those last four games over the entirety of the season, you have the best rushing attack in the in the country right. on your hands. Right. Agreed. 100%. Add to the fact that the, the quarterback went crazy and was running all over the place. Like, anyway, I, that just hurts my head to think about. Uh, John Brandon says, Jay Fair could be Ronnie Daniels-esque. He is strong. He's a strong and aggressive wide receiver. Ronnie Daniels prays for, for Jay Fair there. Not mad at that. Yeah, listen. Again, I'm telling y'all, I'm going to keep telling you, uh, every year, there's a player that I obnoxiously shove down the listeners' throats. And I'm warning you now, Jay Fair is going to be that guy this year. I won't stop talking about him until he's not a starter somehow or loses a job. I mean, he just he just works too hard. I yeah. cannot play, man. I'm telling you, this kid has a ton of talent. He's always working. Yep, I'm I'm a big Jay Fair fan. I said I I like what I saw from him as far as his his ability to just know what he needs to do in, in positions on the offense. We've had him on the show, talked to him, really bright kid, um, like his attitude, like everything about what I saw from Jay Fair. So I'm looking forward to seeing some big... Another name we haven't talked about is Amari Kelly. I think he's going... Uh, oh, man, we just got... I, I get confused. Oh, I'm not confused. Confused isn't the right word. Okay. I see people on social media clamoring for, oh, we need this. We need that. Oh, this person's in the transfer portal. Are we going to go out there and get them? Forgetting we've got guys on this team, man. I just don't know that we've had an opportunity to let those guys do what they can do. Um, and it's almost as if we we forget about all the guys that are already there that have the capability of being that guy. Um you know, people are talking about wide receivers not getting separation. I didn't see that on the – I don't think the film bears that out. Um, I think that we just need to be able to have, to your point, schemes that allow us to be more uh, in the vein of what those receivers do well, and then the quarterback delivering to the guys when they're open. I think yeah. that that's the biggest thing. And, you know, we've talked about before a – getting away from the days of experience beating out talent and just go let your talent make plays for you. Right. And right. hopefully we're, we're in a system now where they're going to say, who, where are my ballers? Let's get the ballers out there on the field. Go make plays. Right. It's really that simple when it comes to, to, to playing football, man, go make plays when you need to make plays. Yeah. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, um, you know, these guys all have an opportunity, I think. Uh, to go out and, you know, in a new offense with new coaches and really make a name for themselves, right? So the position battles are going to be nuts this spring uh, because there are there are very few guys who aren't starting from zero in this, yeah. in, in this new thing, right? Like, think about it. Every lineman is starting from, I mean, this fresh scratch, slate, man. Fresh slate, right, on the offensive line. Um, there are a few guys, again, incumbents, like, Camden Brown and Jarquez Hunter and Robbie Ashford, who maybe aren't starting, who definitely aren't starting from a fresh slate. Like, you know, th right. those are, those are your, those They're are coming your in with bigger expectations already. Some right. guys you don't have any expectations for. You just hope they step up. So yeah, that's what, that's what I'm thinking. I'm just thinking, you know, Hey, they've got, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting to watch. It's just going to be exciting to watch. So um, Ronnie Daniels esque to me is, 
is a bold take, definitely, yeah. but I like it. Yeah, I'm I like not it. mad at it. I think not he's got that kind of all. talent. Corey Weber jumps back in. I think Fairweather will assume the Evan Ingram role and put up big numbers in this offense. So See, speaking of the tight end. I made this comparison, and everybody got jumped by case. <laughs> so, Corey, me and you, we're going to go get a workout in and get some coffee and talk about this because uh, apparently great minds think alike. And I was saying, hey, uh, in this offense, you know, somebody has a chance to kind of be in the mold of Evan Ingram. Yeah. From what I see, from what we saw on the tape. Yeah. Uh, I think we got those guys. Or maybe it's Landon King. Yeah, I mean, he listen, he's currently mm-hmm. in the tight end room, uh, as far as I know, so he could step back in and play tight end. Listen, it could be, you know, there's some guy, Frazier's still on this. It's going to, uh, listen, after the spring, Again, I keep saying this. Some guys are going to have to transfer out if they really want to get playing time because that depth chart is looking real nasty right now. So crowded rooms mean either you got to transfer somewhere else or you got to be patient and wait your turn. Um, but we're going to see some guys who who don't have the patience and they're going to be like, hey, man, I only have one, two years of eligibility left. Let me go somewhere where I know I can play. It's going to happen. Uh, Don Cullen jumps in. The offense sounds exciting. Lots of talent. Good coaching. The sky is the limit. Yeah, I, I mean, disagree with this. When you hire offensive coach, the offense has to be good. Period. Yeah. Listen, this That's is this, to to what you were saying yesterday about not letting a coach off the hook, right? Like, I'm not going to go to the the Heisman standard of Robbie Ashford of you know invitation to New York, but what I do want to see is a competent offense getting trotted out there, even if. You know, there's bumps in the road along the way. You don't have a coach that is supposed to be an offensive guy and you have a bad offense trying right. out there on the field. Like, I just don't want to – I want to see you figure it out. I'm not saying game one you got to put up, you know, 5,000 yards, but I am saying by the middle of the season, we either need to have an offensive identity or have pivoted away from what the original idea was because you figure something out because you are an offensive guy. Right. Like, uh, you know, Gene Chizik was a defensive guy. He was a defensive mm-hmm. coach. And Auburn had the worst defense to ever win a championship in 2010. Yeah. Right? So without Cam, God, that season is just terrible. Right? And I was really disappointed in that at times. It was a very opportunistic defense in 2010. Like, they got turnovers at key times in the game. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Like, just it was, it recoveries. was fairly or... Yes, yeah. pretty much with that defense. Right, yeah, it was just nuts. But it was di- disappointing to have a defensive coach and then have a defense that gave up the most points in a season from any team that ever won a championship. They gave up a ridiculous amount of points on defense. So, you know, with Harson, it was the same thing. You know, you were a QB. Right. And we had QB struggles. And like, yeah. listen, and, and, and as, as somebody who liked Harson personally and professionally, you can't let him off the hook for that. For sure. You can't, right? We should have been better in QB. And we should have been better on offense. Yeah. So it's the same thing with Hugh Freeze, man. Like, listen, um, Harson didn't come in the door talking about how he was a QB developer and program changer, right? Hugh did. Hugh said it. And listen, I'm excited about it. He said it with his chest. Now let's see it on the field. Yeah. Right? So the offense does sound exciting. And, you know, I mean, I hope he finishes the year better than he, year than he did at Liberty. You know, um, I don't know. Maybe he has eyes on the Auburn job already. Uh, but yes, you should be excited about the offense and what we see should reinforce the excitement that we feel right now about offense. Yeah, 100 percent. 
Austin Holland jumps in. AU got some big body bodies at tight end. I think King gets moved to permanent wide receiver. So Maybe. Landon King going back out to the wide receiver room. Austin Holland has uh, his assumptions about that move. Yeah, we'll I don't know. See. I think we'll see. We will definitely see what happens with him. Um, he's versatile enough to do both. And so hopefully they find a place for him. That's one thing that's difficult, too, when you have a guy that's kind of good enough to be one and good enough to be another. Like, where do you get him to go? And like he has he had, he did a lot of things. One of the things I'm, I, I love about Landon King, we, we, you mentioned this about Jay Fair or, and Camden Brown, just kind of guys that are just doing what they're asked to do. You want me to go block, coach, I'll go block. If you want me to put on some weight, coach, I'll put on some weight. You want me to cut weight, I'll do that. If you want me to be the outside guy, the inside guy, I like guys who are just there that are willing to do the necessary work to get on the field and make um, production happen. Landon King is a guy who did all the work. He didn't get a chance to prove it on the field as much, though. And that's unfortunate for a young man who I think really loves playing football and just didn't get the opportunities. Yeah, agreed. Auburn dad jumps in again and said, I'm going to be beyond happy if I see a tight if I see tight end deep over the middle catch for it and touchdown. Hey, listen, man, we want to see the deep threat from the tight end position. I think those guys are becoming more and more of a commodity um, in football these days. Uh, you just look at, you know, the Travis Kelsey's and the George Kittles and the uh, you can just rattle off tight ends in the league right now that are making big plays for their teams. Uh, definitely want to see the tight end begin to be a portion of this offense again. Agree. Agree. The tight end has to has to emerge. Yeah. Chris Sanders, fair weather for sure right now, because I asked him earlier who was going to be the tight end in that three receiver package. We don't know what position Landon King is playing. So fair weather's his guy. He feels like it's going to be the tight end. Uh, Landon King jumped in the portal and got out. Mm -hmm. So there's something Landon King liked about this hire. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think that he thinks he can eat. So we'll see. Right. Um, a lot of people are jumping to Fairweather. I wouldn't sleep on landing at all. Definitely. Yeah, I think there's a there's there's a couple of guys in that tight end room that can play. Listen, um, friend of the show, Luke Deal, doesn't in your brain stand out as the most talented guy, but he made some really good catches last year. So he proved his ability as a pass catcher mm -hmm. and he's a big body blocker. We still got Frazier in that room. You know, we still got some guys that can go out there and compete at tight end. I, I don't know that this is a, a a battle that we can sleep on and we can just assign to a guy because there's no incumbent, right? Like there's no John Samuel Schenker in that room that you know has been consistent in that room. There's no Jarquez Hunter in the tight end room that, hey, he's the heir apparent. He's going to be the guy. The tight right. end battle is going to be one that's going to be fierce, I think. And guys are going to go out there trying to do what they can do to get those starting snaps because you're, you're probably going to play 80 – if. Absent of injury, it's going to be the same guy for 80% of the snaps at for tight sure. end. For sure. Austin Holland says, will Fairweather set the single, the tight end single season receiving record? Uh, oh, so man. that was recently set two years ago by John Samuel Schenker. He's saying, is there a possibility for Fairweather to come and set that record again, just yeah. two seasons removed from it being set? You guys, a lot of, lot of love for uh, the new guy here. But as far as I know, Fromm and Deal are still on the team. Fromm, Deal, Frazier, you got like, Landon King back in that room. Yeah, those guys have, I mean, I don't they know. They got something man. to say about it. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see. But, um, you know, Fromm made some big catches over the last couple of years. Uh, now, blocking will be something that nobody's talking about on the tight end. Uh, I feel like the tight ends whiffed on some blocks <laughs> this past season, um, embarrassingly so. Uh, so, you know, maybe 
uh, some of the new guys have a chance to catch up in that area as well, too. Because I think that's the guy that's going to see the field the most. Who who's going to be most committed to block? Blocking, yeah, right. As a tight end, yeah. uh, because you're going to be on the field a lot if you're if you're blocking at a high level. Yeah, I think if if you look at the way that the tight end is used in a uh, in that offense, we do see the split end, and everybody thinks Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram. But when you look at the tape. They, that guy's going to be blocking a lot. He's mm-hmm. going to be asked to do a lot of things in the blocking assignments. So you got to be committed to that portion of the game as well. Don Cullen jumps in. We got to get Hugh on the show to give us a peek at things to come. Don, we're working on it. We're working on Coach it. Coach Hugh oh. Freeze. So let me I tell know you. you're on social media. Don't give me somebody else runs my social media stuff, sir. Yeah, yeah. Well, he said, he, he said that was not true. Hey, he don't, said that was I, not don't, true. I don't want nobody else handling your social media. I'm gonna put out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make this appeal right now. I'm gonna tag. I'm gonna. I'm gonna clip this and I'm gonna tag Q Freeze to it. Coach Q Freeze, what's up, man? It's your guy Ike Jones from the War Report, man. Uh, you see this comment right here on the screen. This is not me talking. This is one of the people right here in our live chat. One of our devoted members. He wants to see you come and be on the War Report and come talk to us about what we can expect. I know you've said a lot of things out there in the media. I know you had a press conference, but come talk to you guys who are in here with the fans. We want to hear from you right here on the War Report. That's not too much to ask, That's right? That's not too much to ask, right? Let's make it happen, man. I know, listen, I know you're busy, yeah. you're on the road, all that stuff. 20, 30 minutes. That's all we're asking for. 20, 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, listen, uh, I, I was, you know, as, as you guys have watched this show, so you know, if you follow me on social media, you know, I was recently diagnosed with lupus. And, you know, it's a disease that kind of attacks your body in a lot of different ways. You have to manage it a lot of different ways. Um, and my doctor, I had talked to him about a lot of different management strategies. And he we went down the list. And, you know, at the end of the list, he goes, you know what? My help is a Hugh Freeze interview. Yeah. It might save your life. And so Coach, I was there man, when it happened. Actually, Yeah. yeah. Coach, right save there. me. Save me, yeah. Coach. Right. <laughs> so uh, behind the scenes, I, I honestly, on a professional standpoint, you guys know we had Brian Harson on last year. For sure. It was a two hour. It, it was a two and a half hour interview, two, three parts. Um, we gave you guys two parts uh, and then we did a film review. Mm-hmm. With Coach Brian Harson on Spring Ball, so we're hoping to get Coach Coach Hugh Freeze on to do the same thing again this year. Now, I will tell you, I have made a request for this interview. He is out recruiting hard right now. Yeah, he's on the trail. I, the whole staff is just on. Yeah. The, like if you pay attention to social media, everybody's out on the road, right? Yeah, now. he's not in his office, right? Like he's not in his office doing interviews with anybody right now. So you know, you may catch him quickly on ESPN or something like that. You know, to do a national interview, but. You know, the local interviews are something uh, that uh, hopefully we'll get to here in the next month or two and and bring this to you guys. So we're working on this. We're definitely working on it. And there's some other guys who have yet to fall through. I'm looking at you, Cadillac. I'm looking at you, Zach. You know, hey, you guys come on through. Mm -hmm. Talk to the people, man. The people want to hear from you all. All right. Enough of that. Uh, James Barnett uh, at Mike G. I am a witness of shoulder pain. It will make a grown man cry. Surgery was my option to relieve the pain. Yeah, I like listen, he went out and played. So like when he said it at the end of the season, what you don't want to do is you never tell people you're hurt during the season because especially people will target the shoulder. They'll mm-hmm. do anything they can to hit them if they know that this is an issue. Now they're trying to hit you anyway, but like, you know, it just removes the option for dirty plays. Now, and I, let me tell you, Mama G's in her room, so she can't hear me right now. But I will say, when your shoulder is hurt, you can't do shit, right? Like, it limited motion in, in anything. And again, as somebody who just went through something that limited shoulder, like, it was hard to do anything, like put on a shirt, uh, 
you know, uh, 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 yeah, you know. which is crazy. Like, I don't if you've never played football, like just putting on pads and you have to be able to lift your lift arm up arm and all this up? stuff to get your jersey on. And all. that's not that's not fun, bro. Right. Like it's not and, fun. Yeah. I tell you, I mean, my shoulder was so limited in range of motion. I needed help getting dressed the last couple of months. So for him to go out and play a football game, I can't stress enough how almost heroic that was to go out there that hurt. You know, and so hopefully they gave him uh, the Matt Corral shot. <laughs> so we should have seen Robinson Rogue shot, man. Well, I don't yeah. even know he if if yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Know yeah. Do that. yeah no, I want I don't want to get him. Never mind. Never mind. Forget so, I said that. We delete that out of the show. Yeah. So like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just telling you, it was it was a great job by him to be to be able to go out there and play with that yeah. shoulder injury uh, because the options behind him were were were, were not really options. Yeah, not not, not the for way that season. we were pass blocking. Yeah, not for last season. And that's yeah. not a reflection on those quarterbacks. It's not. That's how yeah, I, feel I think it. I think that, you know, what we needed for that team last year was Robbie Ashford, right? Like he was the guy that was necessary for what that offense could do um with the way that we were pass blocking. 100%. Um you know, this season, you know, to your point, it's a fresh start. Everybody has an opportunity to go out there and make their mark. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully Robbie is one of those guys who embraces the challenge. I'm not going to say hopefully because I know he can replace it. Robbie is a, a warrior, man. He's going to go out there and he's going to do what he's got to do. Sure. Before we get out of here, Ben Blowworth always coming with the, <laughs> always coming with the witty witty comments. Not to doctors recommend head coach interviews. That's what I heard. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, tag him on social media if you're if you're like listen. Barrage him until he notices. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm going to clip what I said. So you guys just retweet and share that clip over and over again. Quote, tweet it, do whatever you need to do to make sure that he sees, oh, man, these guys made this appeal to us on the show. For sure. And I don't know if it's going to work. Who cares if it works? Just do it anyway. Yeah. Just do it. Anyway. We'll be back at you guys tomorrow morning with another drop. We appreciate everybody for checking in with us once again. As always, War Eagle, we are out of here. Peace.